0: Today on Casa de Confidence, we have Maddie True, an incredible young country singer who lives in Nashville, grew up in Memphis, and she sits down with Julie today to have a discussion. And after the interview, you can hear her song, That's the Lonely Talking. So if you want a taste of the future of country music, find it here with Maddie True. Welcome to Casa de Confidence,
1: a podcast for women
0: and some cool dudes
1: going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca-Collins,
0: and your sidekick, handsome hot husband. That again.
1: I am a dreamer, a traveler, a missionary, and risk taker. I'm a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, we are supporter of people and their dreams. If you stumble into the Casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, we're so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home.
0: Hey, Julie.
1: Go, good. Uh, um... Did I
0: catch you off guard?
1: Wow, I think I was not ready for this podcasting thing.
0: (laughs) Are we podcasting today? Happy Sunday. uh, Do we have to start a countdown before the intro? No, it's all good. (laughs) So anyway.
1: I was in my own little world.
0: So as you may have heard in the intro, today's show has Maddie True and Julie having a conversation and at the end, hear her song that just got released that's the lonely talking it's incredible and she has such a beautiful voice and great great energy in her music
1: i love how she is merging old sounds of beautiful classic country with pop
0: it's it's that's right, right it. up my
1: alley for sure i love it it's yeah. it's a brilliant way to to really craft music and create this beautiful art. Oh, I, I wish I was that talented.
0: That's the only talking brings me back. It's got that classic sound to me. And it really, uh, it's really great. I love great. it. It's great. I thought, it's... I, yeah. I'm not a. I'm, I'm not a music critic or anything like that. I just know what I like. And I like it.
1: You're not a music critic. Well, i, I beg to differ on that one.
0: Are you calling me judgmental?
1: no not at all by the way is your body sore this morning
0: oh uh, yeah a little bit
1: a little bit a little bit my injury is hurting me
0: yeah julie got a sliver she grabbed a rake a sliver well it was more like i got a spear
1: i you that rake pierced my finger yeah it was like production and drama to get it out
0: julie doesn't Julie doesn't fall into, you know, what is that called? When a, um, when you need help, a uh, damsel in distress. Yes, that's the word. But yesterday, she was a damsel in distress. She's like, pull it out. Don't pull it out. Okay, take it. No, don't do it. Yeah, mm. it. And then finally, we got it out. You know how I got it out? She gave me her reader's. <laughs>
1: I said put the glass put your glasses on and he's like no. She bought,
0: she bought readers at the Walgreens. At the Walgreens.
1: I don't buy readers whatever. at the Walgreens. I got a 10 pack at in Amazon. Well, oh, on Amazon.
0: Never mind. mind.
1: Cuz the 10 pack came in different colors so I have a different color readers to match my outfit.
0: Oh, well, there you go. And there I didn't go. realize readers are just basically magnifying lenses. Basically. And never, look at you. But it, Only for up real close. Oh, I get it cuz they're
1: Readers. Readers, oh my goodness! Anyway, incredible, Daniel, incredible. By the way, we finished the rocks because we are putting rocks down. Well, we finished them in one spot. Yeah, that's ten percent so of bought, our yard.
0: I bought, I bought
1: <laughs> pallets and pallets of rocks,
0: almost five yards of crushed stone, mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we uh, we used maybe a yard. So we got a lot of work to do.
1: That's all foreign talk to me.
0: So, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And I planted my roses. Super excited about that.
0: Yes. She planted two out of three roses.
1: Mm -hmm. I made, I made home. We were
0: like, are we done? We're like, I'm I'm out. I'm out. So, anyway, enough about our yard.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. So, I, I, uh, we wanted, we need to get it done, honestly, because at the end of this month, I am going away. I'm going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee, for the Women's Successful Living PJ Retreat. My friend Pearl Chiarenza, who is the head of uh, Women's Successful Living, puts on this wonderful retreat for amazing individuals, and I am a guest speaker.
0: What's a PJ retreat?
1: Pajama retreat. Oh. Seriously? (laughs) I
0: thought it stood for something like.
1: Like pajamas.
0: Okay. Wow. PJ retreat. Yeah,
1: we're going to be in pajamas all weekend. Awesome. No makeup. You know, that's hard for me. I I like wearing makeup. You know, it's just part of what I do every day. I put makeup on.
0: You're good with or without. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And that, folks, is confidence.
1: (laughs) At any rate, my, uh, speaking of confidence, I am speaking about confident goal setting. And I created, oh, I'm so excited about this. I created a whole new um, process of walking people through how to be able to create confident goal setting. And on Monday, oh my goodness, on Monday, we are going to go, uh, zip lining. Who? All the women.
0: Oh, oh, we're still talking about the then. I thought you meant tomorrow we're going zip lining. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'm taking you zip lining. Which <laughs> Sorry. It's going to happen. Anyway. It's going to happen. Anyhow, yes. Is, are there
0: any openings left on yes, the retreat?
1: There are a few openings. So if you are interested in attending the retreat, please make sure that you come in. By the way... If you sign up for the retreat, you can get a discount of $200 off right now. Definitely go to my website, GoConfidentlyCoaching.com, or if you want to go directly to Pearl's website, you can do so at Women's Successful Living. And any questions that you may have about the retreat, feel free to reach out to me or to Pearl. She is always looking to help you become a more empowered person through making sure that you continue to build a self-care practice. But more importantly, she encourages you to find your inner pearl. Get it? Her name is Pearl. Got it? Okay.
0: (laughs) And that's in Tennessee, is that right?
1: It's going to be in uh, Knoxville. Well, you can fly into Knoxville or drive, and it's going to be in the mountains near um, Gatlinburg, which I love. It's such a fun town. Yes, by the way.
0: Hey, we kind of buried a lead a little bit. Okay. Well, the second lead, lead number one, Maddie True's on the show today.
1: Maddie True, I Maddie love True's her. Maddie
0: on the show today. Oh,
1: woo. Can I tell you I number had a hard two. time falling asleep after talking to her because she's delightful.
0: Yeah, she was delightful. Very good. Very good interview. I could tell you guys were talking because I could tell <laughs> it was more like. More like having a conversation. It was like talking than, to a girlfriend. Super yeah, fun. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I have to say, yes, Daniel, great job. What did I do? Your Kindle.
1: <gasps> oh, book my book launched.
0: Yes, on Friday.
1: It did. And I am so grateful. You guys, I hit number two. No, no, I hit number one in two categories. Not that it would be bad if I hit number two, but I hit number one. So once again, I am a best-selling author in two categories. So grateful, honored, and the emotions I felt all day went from excitement to fear to so many different things. And here's one thing. When you are feeling fear is because you are telling yourself you're that emotion. For instance, when you say I am fearful, you your brain is like, "Oh, I am that person that thing, right?" And the thing is, you have to detach, you have to um, use wordings like I feel fear or I feel apprehensive so that you don't become that thing. And you're, you're building detachment. When you build attachment on things, then you can more easily navigate uh, going through difficult emotions. So just a tip.
0: Cool. So if you're interested in getting Julie's book com forward slash book
1: mm. and by the way my favorite tiktok for the week
0: oh um, well you know what my favorite tiktok of the week oh sure go ahead you little, go first a little dog in a boat they pull up to a rock full of seals or sea lions or something and this is a little tiny little dog about the size of our little yogi maybe a little smaller jumps off the boat onto the rock and chases all the seals or seal lines, whatever they are, off the rock. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) And I showed it to Julie. She was like, oh, my God, that dog. She was, like, scared for its life, but all the seals left.
1: No, I wasn't scared for the life of the dog. I was afraid for the seals.
0: And that little dog stood there like, that's right. This is my rock now. (laughs) Those
1: seals were out there minding their own business, living life.
0: It, you can see the the owner. I don't. He's like, oh. but you didn't expect the dog to jump off the boat onto the rock. But wow. he went.
1: He went after the seal, and that didn't bite them or anything. they just like got off the rock. But and, you, know, you know, they're living their best life, sunning themselves, enjoying, going mm-hmm. about their business, and then this other like, the creature just comes and. Whop, 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 whop.
0: Anyhow, but also you don't realize that some of the bravest hearts live in the most unexpected packages.
1: Yeah, Simba, who is four pounds, is very oh. brave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. <laughs> Anyhow. And
1: Yogi. Oh, just a Yogi update, everyone. I know that people are dying to know. He is still off his medication, and he is whiter and clingier than ever. And oh. I love him so much.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So my favorite TikTok before you interrupted me.
0: Is- oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get mine out.
1: Oh, sure. No problem. I, I
0: was just proud that I picked one.
1: Oh, so proud for you, too.
0: Before The actual recording of our episode.
1: Hey, by the way, did anybody else notice that he's not letting me talk about my favorite TikTok? (laughs) Wow.
0: Oh, no, I'm scared.
1: Okay, so my favorite TikTok, it's um, a daughter and a father, and they're standing there, and they're they're doing the 80s song challenge. The father has Alzheimer's, and he didn't look that old. Honestly, he looked about my age, and... She said she was explaining to him what it is. And then she starts playing the different 80s songs, which, of course, we all know. Girls just want to have fun. Or the, we're halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Okay, so I'm singing now. Stop it! this is a musical episode after all
0: you, you know it's kind of funny later what? on in the episode with Chew, you said you wouldn't do karaoke with her on the episode
1: i wouldn't do but karaoke with saying. her no i i would do karaoke with her in person that's what i said anyhow but the most interesting thing is that um although this gentleman has alzheimer's And you can see that he had some sort of confusion. When the songs started playing, he actually could sing all of the songs. And here's the most phenomenal and and fascinating thing, that music is actually in a part of our brain that is not affected when you have Alzheimer's. And you can recall all of that. So be musical, people. It's something that can keep your brain going. And, I mean, I'm not a scientist here.
0: There's there's, Yeah, there's been a lot of research into this, and there's a lot of musical therapy for, I know there's been musical therapy for Alzheimer, um, people with Alzheimer's. So, yeah. I've heard about this.
1: Yeah, so I, I encourage you that if you're not listening to music, enjoy it. There is such an amazing wealth of artists out there. And I love music. I forget to play it as much sometimes because I'm either busy or listening to Clubhouse podcasts. And I I forget how much I really love music and how much it has been a part of my life throughout my life. And I'm so happy to have Maddie in this episode because I want people to not only listen to her amazing talent, but remember that there's certain things that bring you joy and music can be one of those easy, low hanging fruits to grab joy into your life, especially when you're feeling emotions that are phenomenal, fantastic, or those kind of emotions where you need to be pulled through to the next moment. So, with that, I want to move on to our interview with Maddie because she's oh she's great I love her.
0: Without further wait,
1: Maddie, true. I have an amazing young woman who I have been fortunate enough to meet because if you heard last week's episode, we had Jeff McMahon on and he has made this possible. And Jeff is an amazing individual who hangs out with people who are superstars or on their way to be superstars. So, Maddie True, welcome to Casting the Confidence. And now. Thank you so much. Tell us more about who Maddie True is, because I, again, I like people to introduce themselves. So tell us, who are you? Yes. Hi, guys. Yes, I'm Maddie True.
2: Um, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I came to Nashville to be a country music singer. Um, So I've been here for about eight years, Um, started songwriting when I got here. I went to Belmont and got a degree in music, and this has always been my passion.
1: I love people who pursue their passions In people who are doing the things that are not easy, but they stay the course. Tell me a little bit about when did your dreams begin as far as pursuing a music career and moving to Nashville? Because I would imagine that you didn't just, you know, decide when you graduated high school, hey, I'm going to, you know, head to Nashville. When did it all start for you?
2: Yeah. So, um you know, it's that answer of when I was a little girl. Um, (laughs) But I started out, um, I would make my family sit around the living room and my my papa had uh, this hearth. And so I would, you know, get everybody in and walk in and make them say, presenting me (laughs) true. And so they did. And then I give them a little concert. And so that's when they kind of knew. And then I started, you know, singing at church and then i Joined choir. My mom was the choreographer and our choir teacher for a minute. And then, um, I, went on to do theater. And then I just, I had a love for it. Um, grew up on country influences. So uh-huh. I knew I wanted to do that. I knew I wanted to go to Belmont um, since middle school, I guess. Um, uh-huh. My cousin showed it to me and I would watch Christmas at Belmont. And um, it was the dream to get in there. They had, um, there's only two commercial music programs in North America. And oh, wow. So it I didn't realize that. that. Yeah, so it was either that, um, or Berkeley uh-huh. or uh UTK, Go okay. Vols. But <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, so when I got in, I was thrilled, and I moved up here, and then my family followed me. So we're all here now.
1: Oh, so your family is in Nashville. That's so great, I, because I, I I hear the stories, right? And I think that maybe I'm fantasizing. You have the—like in New York, you get a lot of people who move to New York and leave everything behind to go pursue the big lights of the city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they end up— making friends and that friends become their family but I think that you have the benefit of both you have friends who become your family but your family is also there that's awesome I do
2: yeah and they' they've been supportive this whole time um, I'm really lucky with them and now uh, they all come to my shows my uh, <laughs> grandmother G just here and so she'll come and uh, it's just it's nice my brother just moved here too so um, I love it and then all my friends come with them too so it's it's a big family and oh. uh, very blessed.
1: That's super awesome. I I think that, you know, when we are going after our dreams, it really does help if we have people around us who are supportive and love us. And what is one of the things that you would say to people who perhaps, you know, are chasing a dream or sitting around and thinking, well, you know, I would really fill in the blank, right? But for you, you have family, you have friends, you um, and were able to get into a prestigious um, school, In the program, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people who maybe things are not falling into place. What what would you say to them? What what is your advice? Yeah, um, embrace the love.
2: Embrace Mm. the love of it. Um, You know, uh, family support is also great. But uh, you know, I say we only have one life to live, so I want to do what I want to do, and um, it's a fun journey. And if it looks hard. It's okay, Um, you know, because everything, every uh, profession is hard
1: work, Mm -hmm. and just embrace the love of it. Yeah, Embrace the love. I'm going to have to put that in a card and Instagram and share that. I I really like that. Uh, Maddie, you know, what do you think, because I would imagine there's things for you that haven't come easy as well, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What has been one of the things that, that has been the hardest for you in this process?
2: Yeah, so when I graduated Belmont, um, you know, I was doing writer's rounds. Uh, I was going to release some music, and I just—COVID hit, too, and, you know, Uh it just was all this, okay, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? How do I do it? And I—honestly, I could have gone down that dark road of, you know, uh, being sad about it. And so, um, actually, Jeff uh, McMahon, who is Uh my mentor and manager— um he was a light and he has shown me the way this whole time and got me to here into this podcast. And so um you know I really didn't have a decline. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, he he caught me before I fell. So it's it's really nice and I'm, again I'm very blessed.
1: Yeah, for sure and I think that again surrounding yourself with the people that can light you up because it's so easy for us to focus on the things that are going wrong, and there's one thing that I usually talk to my clients about, and, and um, it's a big word. It's called cognitive dissonances, and these are thought errors in our brain, you know, like that all-or-nothing thinking or things that yeah. we begin to sort of catastrophize, like, oh my gosh, this went wrong. Oh, forget it. It's all go- It's all lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're thinking these type of thoughts, it's important to really be able to find the light, like you said, and find yeah, the people.
2: Yeah. Uh, mental health's a big thing too. You know, um, being an artist, I throw myself out there. Uh-huh. I, my songs are telling my journey and Ooh. it's just all honest. Um, I'm really about honesty. And I'm I'm actually so glad I'm on your podcast. I love talking dreams and going for it. And I got stars. I'm <laughs> oh, all about I love shooting <laughs> stars. Yeah. I wear stars all the time. So um, I'm all about it. But yeah, uh, mental health is in it. And then you just got to, again, embrace the love and... Um, family support or friend support, whichever, (laughs) and, um, you know, and uh, things can get expensive too, paying for dreams, so it's just, uh, you know, the hard work and saving money and doing all that, just making sure it's okay, it's all... Um, you know, it can really weigh you down, so I think for me, I just tell myself all the time, like, no, I'm not quitting this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I keep continuing to love it, I keep going further because I started, you know, I mean, right. I started doing it, and so I kept climbing, and um, I can't stop now. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't that don't that's such to. a healthy
1: yeah. attitude. You know, you said a couple different things that I want to unpack. Um, one thing is that you know, you're paying for your dreams, and a lot of times. We forget that there is a currency. And one of the things that I I had a coach once tell me, and I've embraced it into my life, is that there is the discomfort level. There are things that are not easy, but that's the currency for our dreams. And I would imagine that you're probably uh, going through or there have been some things already that are the currency for your dreams. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of these challenges that maybe you encountered?
2: Um. Yeah. Um. It's it's a a big holdback, and I think it. Um. It's another thing that stops people from chasing it. Um. You know. I've been very lucky. I can save, and um, my family believes in me to help out. Um, <laughs> more than I could ask for, and uh, it's just each. Everybody has their different roads, and um, you know. But I think at the end of the day, anything is possible. Uh, So I just keep that mentality, and um, anything that tries to take me down, regardless if it's money or anything else, I Uh just, I know, (laughs) I just like throw it away.
1: (laughs) I I I like that, and you also, you know, we were Well, we were lucky enough that during Jeff's episode, he was gracious enough that he shared your single with us. That's the only talking. And you said that your songwriting is Mm -hmm. based on your experiences, and that's a beautiful song, but it does talk about that lonely talking. What inspired you? Is there a story behind that song? Yeah, so I actually cut that um, out of Muscle
2: Shoals. I've been going down there and um, working with some great songwriters, Um, and both of these writers uh, were going through different kinds of grief Mm. and um Jimmy, Jimmy Thrasher and Katie Barber. Uh, Jimmy came up to Nashville and we got dinner and he played that song. And I was like, I I immediately stopped. I said, who's cutting that? And uh, he's like, nobody. I said, I want to take it. I'm going to do it because it was so universal in Uh grief. Um, Uh And... At the time, you know, everybody has hardships. And so I was kind of in the pit of mine and it just kind of spoke to me. Uh And then only sometimes my first single I wrote and um, I was really inspired by that. To write it because I was graduating college, and uh, you know I'm single. (laughs) I'm uh, I'm in my 20s, and I live in the city, and uh, you know I'm just having the time of my life. And so when we graduated, that's when all the engagement rings started happening. Mm -hmm. And you know I was, uh, you know I was ecstatic about my road and their road, but I also was like, okay. I want to write something, you know, for the single people because we're also killing it on our end. And (laughs) there's some dark roads to go down there, too. Like, oh, why am I not good enough? Or, you know, just, just different stuff that can get in your head that just makes you sad about being single. And I have, you know, embraced the dreams. So, you know, it's more about going to the white picket fence right now, too, for me. And, um, so I just wanted to give a voice with that and make sure everybody was okay because being single is beautiful. You get to find yourself and, um, you know, chase dreams. So, uh, that was the songwriting one. And then that's when we talk and just spoke because of all the, um, sadness going on with the writers and me.
1: You know, I, I you're wise. You are a well, wise young woman when I Thank was your you. age. And of course I'm ancient, um,
2: no. I, <laughs> you're I, beautiful. I,
1: be oh, you're so kind. Well, thank you. That's very, it's a good lighting, but no, it's not true. I am beautiful. I, I am coming. Yes. Work in. it, girl. I, thank work you. Got to work that. <laughs> I am beautiful. And I work on telling myself that, On the, especially in the moments that you don't feel so beautiful, right? Um, right. Yeah. It, it has to happen. It's how we speak to each other. And, and it, I think that if we created not only the environment where we can support each other and lift each other up and I love that you're lifting each other up with your message of it's okay to be single pick that mm-hmm. when I was your age and and I wish I could have said to myself hey when your girlfriends are getting married it's okay to be single and it's okay yeah. to find yourself and and that's such a beautiful message because well, thank you. there's a time for everything and yeah we can't do it all we can do the things that matter at that particular point in our life and you're going Mm -hmm. after a dream so
2: uh, stay the course. Yeah and I try to pick like you know if there's a, a something that I think is you know hard for others you know I try to Uh, pick it and put a light on that one, just uh, Mm -hmm. things that other people don't see or, you know, just things that I see that, you know, shouldn't be viewed in a bad light or, you know, should um, have some uplifting added to it because um, I just don't want people to be
1: sad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So good. You know, when I listened to your music, um, the first time I, I, and, and Jeff had sent me your first single. Mm-hmm. When I first interviewed him. And it's funny because then he sent me a copy of your bio yesterday and it was like ding, 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 ding. Yes. <laughs> uh, it all connected for me. When I first heard you, you had this very sultry old country sound to you, which I love. Thank and you. And it says that you, you know, your idols include Loretta Lynn and Patsy Klein and Carrie yes. Underwood. Um, what were one of the things or, or some of the attributes that they have that you would want to not only in their in your sound, but the things that you saw in them that inspire you and you wish to sort of continue on and pass on to uh, the the Maddies that come, you know, 20 years from now?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Um, with. Uh Patsy and Loretta, you know, they just started country music. They were, you know, they were the platform that was figuring it out and it was all old and traditional and their costumes were cool and, you know, they had some great things to say. And so um, now, you know, with Carrie Underwood and I like Ashley McBride. And um, me
3: too.
2: I, I thought because Because I love country music to death and, you know, I am inspired by every woman and in country music and men. Um, I thought it would be cool, you know, uh, with traditional country, I would like to, you know, make it modern, throw a Maddie True twist on it and just, you know, uh, I (laughs) mean, every artist has to have their thing and stick out. And so um, because I love all of the artists and I really hone in on old traditional country music, uh, I wanted to make that my goal.
1: Yeah, I I love that you want to be unique and you want to yeah. follow your own path. Who's your favorite artist? I'm I'm interested to know.
2: Yes, um so my favorite artist is actually Carrie Underwood. Okay, what about um, male artists? Um, let me think. Eric Church. Ooh.
3: Love Eric him. Church,
2: yeah. I mean, gosh, his work ethic and I mean, he's just yeah. You you sit there and you don't say a word. It's Derek Church. Really, Eric that's Church. awesome. That's terrific.
1: <laughs> it must uh-huh. be. Uh, we we my husband went to Nashville for the first time with me a couple years ago, and we actually took a tour. We did the touristy things, and I usually don't do right. that, but because he had never been, and we were just amazed, right? That there's all these places they take you right in the little tour. You do the little hop on, hop off, or whatever it was that we were on. And Mm -hmm. I just kept imagining like there's all these places where writers and artists are coming together and sitting together and just kind of like workshopping and talking and just being creative. What is one of the most things that has surprised you about collaborating with other writers and other music industry folk?
2: Um. You know, you gain a lot of friends doing that. And then it's just, okay, who has your same views? Mm-hmm. Uh has the right flow? And then it just clicks. And then you never know. And then you find that person. You're like, oh, you know, they their um, work ethic and mine just made this beautiful thing that they're both about and, you know, can take. If they're the artist, they can take it. And then, um, and it's a collaboration, so you just worked on something beautiful. <laughs> um, but also working uh, with people in Nashville, I mean, you never know. And then, you, I get really nostalgic if I'm working, you know, with somebody big or somebody who's been around a lot. I mean, even Jeff, you know, it's just I try to take it in and I'm like, how did I get here? Uh-huh. Like, okay, I've put myself in the coolest situation, uh-huh. like, what, you know, and I, I try to hold on to that, and um. Really feel it, and you know, I it just it fuels me.
1: Mm, you know, it's amazing. I've been to so many different country uh, concerts, and th- and I like all genre music, but for okay. me, country music. When I first uh, when I first discovered country music, I was in college, and I was um, doing my student teaching, and I happened to have a student, and his parents asked me to babysit. Because they really didn't trust a lot of people. And they used to go country dancing. And I I was living in D.C. at the time. And John, he loved Garth Brooks. Loved him. And Uh here I'm a girl from Miami. I'm a city girl, you know, between Miami and New York and now in D.C. And I'm thinking like... What? Country? What is this? And he would make me play Garth Brooks over and over and over again. And at the time, I had just moved to D.C. I didn't have a lot of friends. And I remember I listened to She's in Love with a Boy. Oh, man. That was the first song I ever, like, like I'd like this song. And between John and babysitting him and listening to Garth Brooks, I started to really then... Um, go into and listen to country music. And one of the things right. about country music that I, I just embrace and love is the the lyrics and the words and, and the sentiments behind the songs, right, that tell you a mm-hmm. story. And I'm a storyteller, so for me, listening to somebody else share that intense feeling. and And listen, there's some really fun songs, too. But um, that storytelling for me is is so special,
2: and yeah, and the ones that are like you know outrageous are like "Goodbye, Roll by the Dixie Chicks" or by the Chicks, and um, they uh, you know it's like they're talking about. Um, this person or this girl who has to leave her husband—like it's all made up. It's like a story, Um, which is cool too. So I hope to write one of those one day. That's not just all about feelings. Yeah, you know that
1: still came out too. I have to say that it was like an actual story. That is my go-to karaoke song, by the way. Is it (laughs) mine too? Mine too. I'm trying to sing it. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to do it together. Not here because you know I have to have a couple drinks in me to be able to do. Plus, you know, it'd be really fun go. to do karaoke live with you. That would be really fun. I'd love that. Yeah, um, I love Mary Chapin also. That's an, uh, always fun. And, of course, the Judds. That's the other one that I really love. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. Um, if you were, you know, once your career takes off and you continue to grow and um, really um, work your music and bring your music to people and your fans, and you reach a certain level— What kind of advice would you give to Maddie in the future? To Maddie, who maybe has a couple Grammys and CMAs under her belt, has been touring the world, and has had the opportunity to continue to collaborate with amazing individuals. That, Maddie, what's your advice for her?
2: You know, and I think I do this already, um, but it's just hold on to every moment, like really just sit there and just like embrace it. And, um you know, every time you get uh, further, just like realize like how, you know, love your hard work, um, I would say. And then, you know, you got here, um, if I was talking to somebody, you know, that wasn't me, I'd say, and, and it's, everybody says it, but seriously, don't give up. And essentially back to embrace the love.
1: Yeah, What does it mean to you to embrace the love? Oh, wow. Um, It means
2: to um, just know, just know that that's your passion Mm -hmm. and know that you, you know, will do anything to um, keep it going.
1: Yeah, every day you keep working at your craft, and you're also, you know, trying to get yourself established. What is one of the things that you are grateful for that in in your journey right now,
2: Jeff? <laughs> Jeff McMahon. <laughs> yep. That's such a Jeff. great answer. Then, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, then, he's he's a terrific mm-hmm. dude. Um, did he tell you have we met?
2: No, he did not. Okay, so
1: I. It, yeah, I don't know if you know. There's this social media app that's audio only. It's called Clubhouse, and we met in Clubhouse, and we happened to be in a room together. And there, there. So it's you log in, and everybody kind of is in a room of sorts, right? And you're speaking, and someone. Uh-huh. I don't know what the discussion was about, because honestly, I, I it's been a while now. But um, <clears throat> you can check out people's profile. And so you see their picture first, and then you click on their face, and it takes you to the profile they have. And is first of all, I, I, you know, you see his picture, and I'm like, oh, okay, kind of a hippie kind of guy, cool, right? right? <laughs> and then, uh, but I didn't check out his profile. But there was something that he said in this room, and I was just like, wow. That's pretty cool and deep. And what a cool dude. Let me go check him out further. Yeah. And then I saw, you know, his background and, and, you know, that he worked with Tim McGraw. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. This is so cool. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to ask if he wants to be on the podcast. Cause, you know, I have my story too about Tim McGraw and, um, how I, I want a line dancing contest. Okay, the choreographer uh-huh. line dance to, to Indian Outlaw, basically. and I love it, yeah. <laughs> Live Like You Were Dying is one of the songs that I think have defined my life. And um, mm-hmm. I thought never in a million years will he say yes, and he did. And I was like, Oh my goodness. This is the coolest right. thing ever. So I, I, I think that he is such a cool dude and he's got a very special heart. And every time I hear him talk and share his wisdom, I know that there, there's a, a very kind individual there and, and he's doing some great work and the support that he does for everyone. So
2: mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah.
1: Are you a runner? Do you run like him?
2: I don't know. Not at all. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, my uh, brother just moved up here, so we're trying to run,
1: and then (laughs) I have thought about
2: talking to Jeff about it, too.
1: (laughs) What do you do then for fun? So when you're not performing or writing or working, what do you go out and do that's super fun and that really fills your cup? You know,
2: I, so I, something that's not music, uh, I like to paint. You do? A, yes, I love being a creative person. Um, but I go to concerts a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom uh, buys me tickets, and we we go to the Ryman, we go to the Opry, we go to the we go to Bridgestone, we go to all huh. of them, and that's kind of my little jelly. Uh, yeah, that's our that's our fun, and um, all my friends, you know, in the music industry, and not uh, we we just have a blast doing that, and that's yeah, you know, and then we'll go back home. We live downtown, and we we'll just walk oh back my over. Gosh, and I love you know, that.
1: That's the night. Yeah, <laughs> I love that so much. I love walking around downtown and Broadway and just hanging out. Um, the last time I was there, so I have a little rule, and pe- my husband. It's, it's an introvert, so it drives them crazy. But when I love concerts and I have seen a lot of really great bands. And, um, when I lived in New York City, I, I saw a lot of shows, but mm-hmm. I have a rule that if I'm seeing a band that I love, let's say we're at a bar and we're, I'm really enjoying them. One of the things that I do is when they have a, a break from a set, I usually go mm-hmm. up to the band and I will say, listen, I have a rule. If I really like a band, Even if they're a cover band, I usually ask the drummer if I can sit in the drums and pretend I'm playing and get a picture so that I can remember the band. Because you encounter so many different bands and musicians. So if you ever see my social, you'll see a picture of me playing the drums. But it's not because I play the drums, although that's my secret dream is to be a drummer. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow, I love it. Same. <laughs> but uh, I um I I just love doing that. It's so fun. So when we come, yeah, you're so going to have to find that's me a couple of drummers that I can go listen and I can pretend to play, you know, the drums while they take a break.
2: <laughs> yes, I have many um a lot of people from Belmont are touring with some big artists. That's and, terrific. Yeah, and uh we love supporting each other and going to concerts <sighs> and just like, hey,
1: You know, we you actually know? just had um Darius Rucker came to Connecticut. And we saw oh, him, awesome. I would say, right before we went into lockdown, he was here. He, that was one of the, that's probably the last concert I saw. And mm-hmm. uh, I was so excited to go see him again. And when he came, I got, I was asleep at the wheel and I didn't get tickets. And then they sold out. And the venue where he was playing, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a fairly new venue where they're having outdoor concerts. And mm-hmm. it was sold out. Like I couldn't get a ticket and everyone, Uh all my friends went. And I'm like, how come no one decided that they should get a ticket for me? I was very disappointed. I know. (laughs) You're
2: offended. I was a little
1: offended. So, yeah, (laughs) concerts are amazing and that's really fun. Now, do you cook?
2: I don't. You don't? No, no, I can make a mean mac and cheese, but that's about (laughs) it.
1: Listen, find one thing that you cook well. Right, just uh-huh. you don't have to be a gourmet at everything. You can pick one thing, and if you make it well, when that special someone comes into your life, you just showcase your wonderful thing. Yeah. And then, like that's what I did with my husband. So he's the uh-huh. co-host, you know, producer of the show. When we started dating, I made him a vodka, uh, a la vodka, a pasta a la vodka,
3: okay. and he that was in. Wonderful. He like
1: he reeled in and. You know, got a ring and everything. Mm -hmm. We've been married; it's going to be ten years. But and it's funny because now he's like, "You never make that anymore." Like, well, I'm going to make it for you. See, and this is how you keep the love alive. That you keep wondering when you're going to make it again. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I've never thought
2: about that. I totally should. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: make one thing, make it well.
2: In. yeah he only gets one thing
1: perfect <laughs> only one thing <laughs> only one thing absolutely <laughs> That's all I got <laughs> um, what is in store for you in the next few months because now that your new single came out you're starting to get press you're going to be on lots mm-hmm. of different podcasts and shows and interviews what is the one thing that you're have in store and what are you hoping to accomplish through all of this
2: You know, uh, we released the press release yesterday, and so um, just unfolding what all I, uh, you know, get from that. Um, I'm really excited to do those and, uh, you know, just keep getting better at podcasts, too, and, you know, working on any kind of craft and then um, playing gigs, playing with full band gigs. And then uh, we plan to release another song. Uh, We don't have it set in stone, but um, sooner than later. So,
1: If you had to pick a song... Or give us a teaser. Tell us, okay. what would that be? A teaser of how it sounds? Yeah, or, a teaser It uh, has a sound. Would it be a more, you know, Ooh. upbeat or would it be... Um,
2: it's mid-tempo. Okay. Yeah, it's mid-tempo. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I I just, oh, I have so many questions for you and I don't even know which one to ask. But you yeah. you're, you're excited about the single opening up.
2: I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, Yeah, we've been sitting on it for a while. I've had this vision. Um, I got my sorority sister, Angelina Oliva. Um, She did the cover art and I was really excited to like bring the image to life, the branding (laughs) and, you know, all the colors and just to capture, you know, as I, uh, you know, keep going in this business, you know, each... Each photo should have looked different, or uh-huh. you know, who is Maddie True? And you know, keep climbing. And I, I really feel like I have found you know where I want to be, and um, so that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I, I
1: I love that you're you're excited, and I love to hear this whole cover art thing. Today, I did an Instagram live, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm a business and life strategy coach, and one of the things that I was talking about in my live is. Sometimes I get clients who are launching a business, and they're so Mm -hmm. like, I need to get a logo. And they spend a lot of time like, I need my logo, and I need the right colors, and the right little fonts, and all that. And one of the things that I say to them is like, you know, a logo is fantastic. Having a brand Mm -hmm. is great when you have that visual look. But the most important thing as a person, as a a brand, as an artist, as the business person is that you have to have your own personal brand what are your values what are the things that your strengths what are your weaknesses what are your dreams what do Mm -hmm. you think are the values that define you I think the
2: values that define me are um kindness Mm. uh I try to be really authentic um you know just true to me um Fun, you know, <laughs> funny, fun, um, and I guess loyal, Ooh. loyal. Uh, I'll be loyal to my fans. I'll, you know, all the all the things. Um, but yeah, I'd say
1: those. I love that. kind of fun and loyal. Those are some great values, and these are some things that really will define you. I I think that even before you even said those, and looking at the picture that Jeff sent. Uh, in your press release, I see that I see the kindness in your eyes, Thank and you. the fact that you know you talked about Jeff and being such a supportive mentor and manager, that's mm-hmm. loyalty as well that's amazing that's that's yeah. such a great gift um for for all of us who are continuing to evolve and continuing to uh, change and hopefully become a better version of ourselves. There's always mm-hmm. something that we look at that. We feel like, oh, my gosh, I wish that wasn't the case. What, what if anything, are you looking to change about you right now or improve upon?
2: Um, I think it's just every, you know, little thing behind the scenes, you know. I mean, I'll always need to practice. Mm-hmm. I'll always need to, you know— Um, get things done and send them back to Jeff. You know, I I think it's just the grind Mm -hmm.
1: um, behind the scenes uh, for me, at least.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Is is there something that maybe some new habits that you want to incorporate into your life? Other than running, yeah,
2: I wanna I wanna be better at playing guitar for myself. Yeah, you know, so I don't have to hire a guitar player, and I can, you know, once I get to full bands and touring, um, I can step away, perform, and then, you know, still have that skill to play my own guitar, and mm. you know, because that, that stands out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then Jeff's helping me with it. Um,
1: How'd you get started with playing the guitar?
2: You know, I just jumped into it in college. Mm-hmm. Um I finally said, you know what? And I bought a guitar too. So I was like, "Oh, that's a
1: commitment." <laughs> okay. Yeah,
2: and it was um, you know, I've never I, growing up in music. I've never been nervous or, you know, worried because I'm always like I'm I'm a very prepared person. Um but doing that, I had a I had a class where we had to sing for everybody. And I, I was just so nervous that day, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it uh, regardless. So I practiced and practiced and I did it. And, um, you know, it went it went better than I expected. So I, I just kept going. And, you know, um, with that, you know, you still hit ruts or this is, you know, it's hard to, it's another hard part. Right. Um, but uh, you just keep pursuing it, and it's, it'll just
1: click. So That's awesome. That's, that's so yeah. good. Um, I have a little thing that I do when I'm asked to speak in public and do conferences and, and do large groups specifically. I prepare. I'm someone that has never been afraid to be in front of the microphone. I think I, I was always taught right. to be in the front. But there is something that I do. When I start to feel sort of like that tinge of like, ooh, I got to get up there, right? Uh, And I know my stuff, and I know what I'm going to talk about. But my dad um, taught me this, and he said, you know, what's your theme song? Before you go on, play your theme song. And there's times, like, I will then go and play my little theme song and kind of hype myself up. Do you have a theme song, or is there a ritual that you do prior to performing I do.
2: I do. Um, I had a hometown friend. uh, She came up here, did the music thing. Her name was Hope Partlow. She was signed to Decca Records. She did the... Eleno show, I mean, she was just always an inspiration to me. And a song on the album is called I Believe in You.
3: Whoa. And it's this
2: upbeat, fun song. So every time I, you know, have a hard gig or just want to feel, you know, pumped and ready, I'll listen to I Believe in You. Ooh, I'm going to minutes. have to yeah. go check yeah. it
1: out. Okay. Uh, so.
2: Check the whole album out. She is incredible.
1: Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So I believe in you. And what is her name? Hope. Hope Partlow, Parlow, okay. We'll put P-A-R-T. Okay, L-O-W. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and then she's from your hometown.
2: She is. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a uh, actually three of us that uh, came from my hometown, um, and I followed after them. Uh, the first one was Hope, mm-hmm. and then the second one was Serena Wages, who you know is doing the thing up here mm-hmm. and uh, had a band with her brother called the Lost Wages. Okay. We're featured on CMT, so watching those two girls and we all we. All sang at this one place in Millington, Tennessee uh, called The Strand. And so okay. we all started there and uh, just watching them, you know, gave me fuel to come up here too. That's amazing.
1: When yeah. when you don't have the confidence to do something, it's great to watch somebody else and be inspired by them for sure, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why I like to go to a lot of concerts, too. I'm very jealous. I'm like, okay,
1: got to go back, got to go write a song. <sighs> got to go, go like, do it. Right. Got to stay on your <laughs> yeah. craft, for sure. Yeah, um, or yeah. <laughs> you know, I could probably talk to you all night, but I, I think that you you have given us such a wealth of amazing little tidbits that we can soak you in and get to know you better. Um, who inspires you?
2: Tope um, oh, yeah. first, um, and then Shania Twain was— oh. uh, I would sing, honey, I'm home in the car, and mom had her CD, and I would just say, um, you know, oh, play number 11, or play, oh gosh, you know, so I, I already knew so which fun. one was which, <laughs> yeah, and then the, the constant one now is um, Carrie Underwood. Uh-huh. Because her, I mean, she's got a great brand. She's just nice. She yeah. sings all these great songs. She's got a great, or she's a great vocalist. Um, so it's just, it's a fuel, you know. <laughs> I like all of her outfits, you know. Oh, she's, she's, the whole got thing. A she's got a fabulous wardrobe. Pack. Yeah, she married an NHL player. Like, I'd love to do that. You know, I mean, it's just everything.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we have a, ho- you guys have a hockey team too. So, right we do. Okay. We That's do. That's right. You guys went to the finals. I'm sorry, people who listen from Nashville who I should be. Yeah, sorry. I know. Okay. I, um, baseball and football are my first sports. Those are the ones that nice. we really, um, my, we are a divided household though, because I'm a New Yorker here uh-huh. and, Yankees, yes. Giants, my husband's Red Sox, boo, Patriots, oh, okay. boo. Yes.
2: <laughs> when you when one of you loses, uh, do you have to wear the other team's shirt? That's what my family does.
1: <laughs> so we have a standard bet. Okay. Um, I'm not going to talk about it. It's one of those private okay. married people yeah. things. But yeah, we have a standard <laughs> bet. Yeah, uh, bet. But here's gotcha. here's the difference between my husband and I. When my teams win. Everybody knows and I will talk about <laughs> it for a long time. Yeah. And I, you, you know, don't let it go. When his team's win, he will make a snide comment, then I will become a little hmm puff and puff and then he lets it go. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, I'm just like You keep going. You yeah. lost, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. Rub it in. <laughs> yeah, so we we have uh we were friends for a long time before we got married. And over the course of the year when I met my husband, I, I didn't like him. <laughs> the truth yeah. be told I, I'm like I oh my god who of, is this guy like yeah, um, that's common yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was 20 let me think 22
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, over the course of the years we grew we grew our friendship we really got to know each other and um, you know I I just Found that he was a very nice guy. And I tried to fix him up with all my girlfriends because I thought he was such a nice guy until here we are.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you are. Oh, I love that. So, yeah.
1: Did he like you when you were trying to set him up? Like, when did he know? So, we were married to other people. And he went through a divorce And I just—that's when I started to try to fix them up with my girlfriends because I thought, oh, my God, he's such a nice guy. I feel so bad. Yeah. It's going to be a catch. I um, actually—I don't know if they still have it. It's called Plenty of Fish. And it used to be uh, like a dating website. And I mm-hmm. actually, I rewrote his dating profile. Because <laughs> I'm like, how are you going to get a then. girl like this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he went on a couple of dates. And then fast forward, I got divorced. And he was so kind mm-hmm. to me. He was very kind. And he's like, I know exactly what you're going through. These are some of the yeah, hard yes. feelings and things that you really will encounter. And just that kindness. And I started to, I mean, I already knew he was kind. Because at this point, we were friends. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And someone... I don't even know. Like all of a sudden, here we are. We we went to a, yeah. we went to a Red Sox Yankees game, and he's like, "Let's go on a date." I was like, "With you?" Like, uh, and it was, <laughs> and I think that from there it was like, sort of we we belong. I guess I don't know. Yeah,
3: so, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: awesome. Well, congratulations. Well, thank continue. you. It was years. Ten years. So uh-huh. I can't go. believe it. And uh, he <laughs> is my co-host in life and on the podcast. <laughs> I love
2: it. Yeah, and then I he— it. I he, hope to have something like that one day, too. Well,
1: you will. And here's the thing. Yeah. If I had to say to my back self at 25, um, you know, just stay your course. Stay your yeah. course, and when you least expect yeah. it, it happens.
2: Only sometimes do you want somebody, but the rest, <laughs> chase your dreams.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, he's an amazing individual. So I would not have the podcast if it weren't for him. When I, I was laid mm-hmm. off last year during COVID— and mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna get my business up and running. But he got me the podcasting equipment and he said, You're gonna start a podcast. And I was like, What? He's like, You always <laughs> talk about doing it. Do it now. So here we are. Yeah. So I love that. Support. Support. It's about the support. support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the friendship doesn't you know, it's the one of the things that really helps too. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, Manny, you are a pleasure. You're amazing. And I am so proud to have had the opportunity to meet you and have you here. Um, I want to tell you that you are going to touch the lives of many people through your music. So, thank you for taking the time to be here. And well, thank you
2: so much for having me. Yes, yeah. I loved talking dreams with you. And anytime love that you're doing the podcast, yeah, yeah, and, and, and keep chasing our dreams. <laughs> you are
1: going to have to come back and tell us all the amazing dreams that are coming through for you and what is mm-hmm. next for you in the horizon as you continue to grow in this career. Okay.
2: I'd love that. Let's do it. All right.
1: Well, Maddie True, don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. And thank you for visiting Casa de Confidence. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.
3: things that they don't, cause the life that they're living is all that
1: Alone. Hi, everybody. I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only, Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections, discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel if you've been spinning around. This is a time where you can get that support from like minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember,
3: you can find the mastermind at bit.ly. Julie's Mastermind.